I absolutely do not believe one word they are saying. They know who did it. They know when it happened, but they're lying to the American people as usual. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Beerman. Now, I'm going to admit, had to record this program a little bit in advance, so somewhere along the way, maybe some other news story is already broken about the cocaine at the White House. Maybe the story's changed for a third, fourth, or fifth time where they found it. I mean, you realize that we have yet to know where they really found this stuff. Oh, it was found in a library. Oh, it was found in a cell phone cubby. Oh, it was... They they keep changing the story. Be honest about this. They know exactly where it was found. And if you are going to convince me, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, everybody out there, the bankrupt media that are circling the wagons around the White House to protect it. Because they know full well where it came from. The Secret Service knows everybody in that building at any given time. There's no strangers wandering around during a tour in the White House. Come on. That is the most insane thing you could possibly say. And of course, the bankrupt media, they don't, they're liars too. Joe Biden is a serial liar who is incapable of telling the truth any longer. He believes his own hubris and his own lies. His son, Hunter Biden, is a crack addict, or was allegedly. He's now been rehabilitated. And I have to wonder about that. Hunter Biden's been hanging around the White House a lot, kind of kind of living with dear old dad. Because, you know, he doesn't have any money since he had has to pay all this child support to the granddaughter that Joe Biden refuses to acknowledge because Joe Biden is a sleazebag. He's a sleazebag. He's a disgusting, irrelevant, lying, filthy sleazebag. I'm just telling you the way I see it when it comes to kids sniffing their hair. The guy's a sick, dirty old man who can't tell the truth, who has stolen money, who has sold out America. He's a traitor. He's laundered money. Who needs 21, 22 shell companies that don't do or produce anything except magically move money around? Only the mafia. Only crime syndicates and Ukraine. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get somebody mad now talking about, you mean precious Ukraine and their wonderful, fearless leader, Zelensky? How dare you insult such a wonderful, sovereign nation that is so historical? Yeah, they're more like hysterical. But getting back to Biden and the White House 
and the cocaine. If you are telling me that cocaine got into the White House and was left somewhere and they discovered it on a Sunday and had to evacuate the White House for a while and all these flimsy, stupid, silly, moronic, reprobate, idiotic, name the word that fits. There are words coming to my mind I can't use. But these people have, you know, no brains. They're brainless. They're incompetent. Well, somebody left it at the White House, probably from one of the tourists. I mean, I'm listening to these idiots from the mainstream media trying to say, oh, this happens all the time. Yeah, (laughs) we always find cocaine, you know, uh, you half used joints. What do we find drug needles there too? If you're telling me the most secure residence in the world, the White House, that somebody could get in there and leave a bag of cocaine in the White House, and, and all the flimsy excuse and they not know which room they found it in. I mean, they keep changing the story. You want to know why they're changing the story? Because number one, they're liars. And they don't, they just don't care if they lie to you. They just have no conscience. It's been seared by the flames of hell. They don't care. They'll keep throwing a lie to see which one sticks, which one the stupid American people will buy. Or they just get so tired of the story they don't pay attention anymore. Number one, you and I were never supposed to know about this story. This would have been kept as a guarded secret, probably on some piece of paper, classified. And if somebody had it, You know, Merrick Garland will come after them for having stolen secret documents. I mean, let's be real about this. We were never supposed to know about this story. It only got out because somebody from the hazmat team used their radio and their radio is recorded And it was not a secure channel because it belonged to a local hazmat team. And said, yeah, we got the yellow line. It tested for, you know, cocaine. Or actually, they they had the more technical term. And of course, the media tried to spin that. Oh, maybe it's just, you know, nasal spray. Maybe it's just, they, they they were just pulling out of thin air every silly idea they could come up with trying to see what the American people might buy for the moment. And it it kept unraveling and getting worse. Even the Secret Service finally said, yeah, it was was the stuff you snort. It was the stuff you make a line and snort. Just, Just like Hunter used to do. And if you don't believe that, just look at the laptop that we now know is the real deal. He's got enough 
crack pipes and and lines of cocaine going on driving a hundred and some odd miles an hour with a crack pipe and hanging around with hookers i mean this is what hunter biden does when he's not scamming for money for he and his dad so to tell me I mean, come on. To tell me that somehow, uh, somebody, well, you know, one of the tourists, they must have dropped it off there and then they, and they forgot it. In the most secure residence in the world. If that is actually true, that they don't know how it got in there, they don't know who could have possibly dropped it off then the Secret Service is a bunch of incompetent morons, a bunch of buffoons, the Keystone Cops. And I don't believe that's true. There's a lot of politics going on here. Like I say, had that one radio call not been intercepted by a hazmat team member, you and I would know nothing about any of this. It would have been swept under the rug, snorted up Hunter's nose. I don't know. But this, and and the looks on their faces, you know, when asked about, and here's one that ought to tell, here's something that ought to be a big giveaway. Number one, when KGJP, Kareen Jean, what I I just uh, I'm I'm so dumb with her. I thought Saki was bad. <laughs> this this woman takes the cake for being the the best lying press secretary a president has ever had. This woman has no morals, no scruples, no conscience, no nothing. She'll say any she'll say anything to anybody to keep her job and her narrative alive. When asked the question, when they find the culprit, are they going to prosecute? Will Biden prosecute? Well, he better prosecute for crying out loud. You don't, because you're the president, have the right just to say, I don't want to prosecute. You might have the right of pardoning, but you don't. I mean, why why would you not prosecute this if somebody left cocaine at the White House? I mean, it could have been anthrax. It could have been C-11. It could have been explosives. It could have been anything. It could have been a COVID virus. I mean, come on. You're telling me that our incompetent, we have an incompetent secret service that had no clue of where this stuff came from? Though we don't even know the room it came from, Bob. Well, we, we, we found it, but now we can't remember where we found it. What about the TV cameras? Uh, well, you know, the guys that ran the cameras of, at the jail in New York City for Epstein, they were on duty that night, and they say the cameras are broke. I mean, the, when will the, the lies are going to keep coming and coming and coming, and the media, the mainstream media is going to ignore, 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 and it'll be just, you know, a handful of conservative outlets, maybe, maybe Fox if they're trying to redeem themselves a little bit for fun that'll push this issue and the most important thing you got to remember now follow me on this this is super important 
They will keep this. Those in the deep state will hold on to this little story just in case they need it, in case they have to dump Biden off the ticket. I mean, if they, they're going to do one of several things. I, I really am having a hard time believing. Now, I could be wrong. But I'm saying just based on the way this world works, okay? I wonder if Biden will actually be on the ticket in 2024 for the presidency of the United States after the convention uh, next summer. I, I just, I am having a hard time believing it. And there's a reason I'm having a hard time believing it. You know, he's running around trying to sell Bidenomics. You know, the failed economy saying, it's great. We reduced this. We did that. We did the other. And, and, you know, it's real easy to reduce the deficit. All you have to do is devalue the money that you and I have. And it looks pretty good on paper. But in reality, it stinks. Green New Deal, infrastructure money. Where are the new bridges that we've all paid for? Where were I don't see anything going on. It's a bunch of malarkey. I mean, when when Joe Biden ran, I remember they called it the no malarkey tour. It should have been the malarkey tour. I've never heard so much malarkey in my life. Right down to this story about Hunter and his crack cocaine in the library with a with a pickaxe. I mean, it's like a game of Clue. And they're clueless. No one seems to know which room it was in and how much it is and who bought it in there and, and how no one knows anything. You know, to, to listen to them, you know, discussing this, all you can think of. I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. So let me be totally honest. I absolutely do not believe anything coming out of the spokespeople at the White House at all. None of it. They are lying and spinning and trying to make it something that it isn't. They're trying. They are doing their best to deceive the American people. And these are the same classless, clueless, worthless individuals that want to have the right to censor your First Amendment right. I was watching the other night last week. There was a Democrat strategist on one of the talking head conservative TV shows. And they were discussing this issue of should the government collude with Facebook and all these other social media companies and Google to suppress and to silence your speech. And this left-wing lunatic is like, oh yes, the government should be able to control speech and, and opinion and thought. And when reminded that we have a First Amendment, it's like, well, so? And and you realize that, let me put something very clear. America today, this is not an issue of Republicans versus Democrats per se, like it used to be 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. This is not even an issue of liberal versus conservative. Uh, that's a dead horse as well. This is the right versus the left. And because of our 
completely incompetent public education system, a lot of people have no idea. They're, they're thoroughly, thoroughly confused, thoroughly indoctrinated, thoroughly misinformed on the political spectrum and what it actually means. Because you're a liberal does not necessarily mean you are on the left, believe it or not. Just because you're a Republican doesn't even mean you're on the right. Let me explain. Left, right, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican here in the United States and choose your parties in your nation, in Canada and overseas and anywhere else you may be listening. Let's first define the terms. And then you can understand why left and liberal are not synonymous. Right and conservative are not necessarily synonymous either. When you are left, that means you believe in a huge, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-consuming, all-controlling government. It can either be fascist or it can be communist. And you will lie to the people using words like democracy and Democrat, you know, I mean, look, North Korea calls itself the Democrat Republic of North Korea. Like, yeah, there's a democracy there? And of course not. It's an illusion. Being on the left is absolute total government control of every aspect of your life. The farther the left you go, the more control. And it can choose to be either fascist or communist. And generally, fascism always leads into communism And let me explain what I mean by that. Go back to the 1920s and 1930s in Europe. Look at countries like Germany and Italy. They became fascist countries. What does that mean? That means absolute government authority and control, but they chose the winners and losers in the private sector. Companies like Bayer that make Bayer aspirin, Porsche, that make automobiles and many other major German German corporations decided to, you know, get in bed with Hitler, so to speak, and they they all became filthy rich. Yeah, the left has their winners and losers, especially when they do it fascist style. Government control of private-owned companies where people make a boatload of money. That's being on the extreme left. You believe in big government. And ultimately, it should be big government, handful of elites at the top of the pyramid, and everybody else down beneath, you know, eating bugs and doing their labor for the elites to keep them comfortable. That's really what it comes down to. When you go to the right, the farther to the right you go, governmentally speaking, the less you want government involved in your everyday life. You do not like the nanny state. You don't need government as your mommy telling you everything you should think, do, and say for today. You don't need to be told what to think. You don't need to be told what to believe about the news. You're smart enough. You're intelligent enough. You've got, if you've been educated properly, you have the common sense that God gave seafood. You can be rational. 
If you are full of true, true knowledge, you can obtain wisdom in how to apply that knowledge. And you become self-governing in terms of how you react with other people. The idea of being on the right requires a couple of things for it to work. Number one, just like a republic, by the way, the United States is not a democracy and anybody that says it is, is an idiot. The word is not in the Constitution. We were not, we never were, and we never should be a democracy. Democracies are dangerous. Democracies are how you get into the mess that you get into all around the world. Venezuela, democracy, look where it is today. Democracies are like two wolves and a sheep having a vote on what to have for lunch. There's no protection for the sheep. That's the danger of a democracy where the majority rules and the majority can be swayed and bamfoozled and you be, you start believing lies and garbage. You're deceived. This White House is a master of deceit, by the way. Democracies always end up imploding on themselves and it's just like Stalin said. Or was it Lenin? I can't remember. One of the, you know, the back in the days of the Soviet Union when it started. A democracy will completely self-destruct when the people figure out they can vote money for themselves out of the national treasury. And politicians understand that too. They've been buying voters with these, you know, we'll pay off your student loan. We'll take care of your health care. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. We'll give you, we'll give you tax credits. They've been buying votes ever since they had the tax code. And that's one of the major issues we, we face today. The 16th and 17th Amendment. 16th Amendment gave us income tax. Prior to that, the United States survived just fine without it. And of course, the federal government wasn't bloated, fat, and wasteful like it is today and intruding in every stinking aspect of your life. We actually, at one time, were kind of a free nation. We're not so free anymore. And even state and local governments, cities and counties, start telling you how to live your life in your house, in your property, and they're interfering. This is this is an anathema to those that fought in the Revolutionary War. This is not what they planned on. Left versus right. Liberal versus conservative. So what's a, what's a classic liberal? A classic liberal believes in free speech. Yes, they do. Hubert Humphrey, classic liberal, would defend your First Amendment right, your Second Amendment right, your Third, your Fourth, your Fifth, all the way through the Bill of Rights without fail. Today, these are not liberals. Stop calling them liberals. They're actually some decent liberals over history. I may not agree with all of their politics. I may have not agree with all of their policy, but they were genuinely decent individuals who meant well. Leftists do not mean well. Leftists are evil individuals. Always have been, always will be since the beginning of time until Jesus ends it all. Leftists are satanic and evil to the core. Liberals are just well-meaning people 
that believe in so in, in all kinds of things. Many of them are actually not bad. They may not be achievable, but many of the goals that liberals of the 50s and 60s and even into the 70s had were not necessarily bad things. Maybe not the wisest, but no, the liberals have been co-opted. Let me say that again. Liberals have been totally co-opted by the left. The left has taken over universities, colleges, government, education, and they want to become bigger, fatter, and more in control of every aspect of your life. And that's why they put a puppet man like Joe Biden in the White House so they can rush their goals. And they're going to use every lie in the book like, the hottest day on the the world records was last week. Did you not know that, Bob? The, the, The world is catching on fire. It's going to ball. It's going to become a big ball of fire. And I'm thinking I'm living in Southwest Virginia. We also have a home still in Florida. And this summer has been rather cool compared to many, 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 many summers of the past here in Southwest Virginia. It's not the hottest on record by far. And then I think of, by the way, I'm going to throw this at you. I I know I'm going to, I'm running over just a wee bit, but I got to say this. Many, many, many years ago, in my younger days doing news and and what have you, I worked for a local radio station and we were an official National Weather Service reporting facility. Now we had a big piece of, of you know beautiful pasture land because there was a tower you know several hundred feet away from the radio station building and about 40 feet out into the grass out there in this rural area was a big white box that contained the thermometers and all this stuff for getting the official weather for that community That weather box is still there, but the landscape around it that used to be all rural and with some trees and some lots of grass is now black asphalt. Yeah, guess what? The temperatures are a little warmer. Do you know that a lot of these places they monitor the temperatures are in urban areas that didn't used to be urban areas? Of course, the temperatures could look higher. It doesn't mean the planet's catching on fire. It's just you're not even trying to measure the temperature the way you measured it before in a similar environment. You get these little hot spots when you have black asphalt and sunlight. Is that going to set the world on fire? (laughs) I don't think so. But once again, climate change, food shortages, eroding money, and no, there was, we don't know where the cocaine came from at the White House. We're, we're clueless. We have, the Secret Service doesn't even know. Oh, they know. And now you know why voters are beginning to doubt the president. They're not believing the president's denials. 
when it comes to the money laundering operation that he and his son and entire family have had as they shake down governments all across the globe for cash. These are not business deals. These are shakedown deals. Every stake in one of them. What benefit did these countries and big corporations get? They got access to the United States government. We've been sold out, people. We have been sold out. By the way, recent Rasmussen report shows in an online survey that around 60%, almost 60% of likely U.S. voters think that Joe Biden is a big fat liar. They responded to the survey saying that it is likely the president was involved in all of Hunter's foreign business deals and meddling. And about half think it's extremely likely. Likely, Only about a third of Americans think that he was really not that involved in the business deals. And 10% are clueless because they don't pay attention to anything at all. No, they know whose cocaine it is. They can tell you to the second when it was dropped off. They can tell you who did it. And they can really tell you the room that it was found in and how it got there. You cannot convince me that they don't know. And the giveaway is when Biden is asked a question, so you're going to prosecute? Well, we don't know yet. That means they know who did it and they don't want to prosecute (laughs) one of the presidential family. The only other people that could be a reprobate staff and I don't even, and and that by the way, with all the places in the White House, it's it's not even our, our, our lousy drug and do, you know, drug crazed news media either. They know and they're lying and they will continue to lie. I didn't expect to rant and rave like this on that topic at the beginning of this program, but it needed to be said, and here's why it needed to be said. A lot of people are believing a lot of lies thinking they're believing the truth. And we should already know after COVID-19, after vaccine, you know, misinformation from the government, vaccine protocols, uh, things that are done by our government, interfering with social media, getting involved in education. We should already know without the shadow of a doubt that a lot of what some people believe may be actually not true. And I'm saying even some good, well-meaning conservative people have been convinced by incredibly orchestrated propaganda to believe some lies. We'll touch on that on the other side of the break. If you believe in our ministry, we could use your support. Would you consider supporting us? You can. You can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. From there, there's a tab that says support. You can use Give, Send, Go to pay securely online through a Christian organization or You can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, 
And the city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie is 24319. That's 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The power of what is not coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In 1 Corinthians 1, it's an amazing verse. It says, God has chosen that which is not that he might nullify that which is. Amazing. How do you do that? How can you choose things that aren't? I mean, if they're not, they don't exist. But God does. And that's where salvation is. That's where the action is. Contrary realities. That which is not nullifies that which is. I mean, it's an amazing thing. The things which are not are more powerful than that which is, or the things that are not yet or at least not yet on earth. As a believer, it's a key thing. We got to learn the secret of dealing in the realm of things that are not, to use the things that are not to nullify what is, or that which is not yet. How? By faith. Faith's the channel by which we connect to that which is not yet, the realm that is not yet. Don't be limited simply by what is. I mean, if that's the case, then all you got, it. you're stuck with everything, your problem. That's just what is. Your sins, that's just what are. The situation that gets you discouraged, that's just what is. You, you, the, your walk, what you've been, your failings, your failures, your shortcomings, your limitations, that's just what is. Forget that. You can learn to live in the realm of that which is not, just like Abraham. You know, what is? He could never have a kid. But what is not in that realm? He could do anything. Salvation is not of this world. It's not yet in this world. It's coming in. And so stop living by what is. Get into the realm of what is not, and yet that will become real as you believe. Be free. Don't live by sight. Live by faith. What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is forever. Start living by the power of that which is not so you can transform that which is. Want more? Ask for the perfect bowler on CD. Now, the free gift for you, the most incredible evidence of Messiah, Jesus, in the hidden writings of the rabbis. You'll get in the mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll love it. And also sapphires like vitamins for your spirit. You get a free gift subscription. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So to get your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. I invite you to join me and bring the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of the world, salvation to five continents with over a billion people. How? Through Shorty Radio, you can blanket the earth farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy box, 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111. It's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alech. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, I want to spend more time on this second half of the program on other topics. But during the break, a few thoughts came to my mind I want to share. 
This whole cocaine in the White House story is really disturbing for a number of reasons. Number one, to believe what they're telling us from the White House, which fitting name right now, anyway, it it can't be true. I mean, to tell us that, oh yeah, anybody can just kind of wander into the White House and drop off their cocaine and the Secret Service is none the wiser. I mean, come on, you're going to believe that the White House is that insecure, that anybody can just, you know, wander in there. The White House, to me, right now, is occupied by a bunch of clueless clowns, political partisan hacks and people that got their jobs not because they're qualified, but they could check a box for some socially acceptable reason. Today, they're gay, they're trans, they're this, they're that or the other. It's a freak show. And that's what is in the White House. And somebody pointed out that, and while we all know that Hunter Biden had a major issue with crack and cocaine and and a bunch of other drugs in recent years, that he claims he has completely overcome. I would venture to say when you look at the the idiotic staff at the White House, a lot of them act pretty crazy too. I mean, they really do. Matter of fact, they say that people that have been damaged by some of the drugs that are out there, they, they tend to, you know, kind of break out in in laughter at the most inopportune times and sometimes for no apparent reason. (laughs) It does make you wonder. I can't imagine just the regular staff like, you know, the janitorial staff or those that take care of the grounds or the, the building, the electricians. Those people are highly vetted. And those people are not bringing in drugs to the White House. They're not bringing baggies of cocaine or whatever amount it was, because even even that narrative, it, it keeps changing. Makes you wonder, was it Hunter? Was it somebody else in the upper level of, shall we say, White House political management? Where's this cocaine coming from? You can be rest assured it wasn't a tourist that wandered off the tourist path and just happened to go into the library in that part of the building and and dropped off their cocaine. It, It wasn't some staffer. It wasn't some unknown individual. They know. And like I said before, they never expected it to ever get out before the American people. And there is their problem today. Normally, they could have kept a lid on this, but somebody hearing that radio transmission from a hazmat technician saying the substance had tested positive, you know, for cocaine, chlorhydrate, which is what cocaine is, and of course, confirmed later by the Secret Service to actually be the illegal substance. Yeah, there's a lot of explaining that needs to be done. Not just with the finances that Hunter Biden has and the money and the shell corporations and who is the big guy. 
I think when the deep state is done with Biden and if they decide he's not running in 2024, this cocaine incident, Hunter Biden, all that will go down in flames because more stuff will come out and they can't just give him a slap on the wrist this time. If I was a gambling man, which I am not, but if I was to say, what are my gut instincts today? I don't think that Biden will make it to the 2024 election. Whether he is sidelined, impeached, uh, gives up on his own, I just don't think, I don't think they want him as the candidate. And what they're going to be looking for is to create a new candidate. And how they'll get rid of Kamala remains to be seen, but trust me, the deep state probably has as... um, And the deep state and and the CIA and the entire intelligence community, oh, they are are tied at the hip. And, And as I've reminded you before, Senator Chuck Schumer is right. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Honestly, I don't know if we will ever fully know the truth about this situation, at least no time soon. Is it somebody in the White House using it? Well, I doubt if a tourist just happened to have their cocaine with them, wandered off the the tour guide path and ended up in the West Wing and dropped off their cocaine. That is ridiculous. And it wasn't just some low-level staffer like somebody that works in the dining room or the gardener, the maids that make the bed and do the vacuuming, whatever. It didn't happen. The only people that can get into that area without going through intense security checks is the first family, which includes Hunter Biden. You figure it out for yourself. We spent enough time on that topic. I'm done. We'll see what shakes out in the days and weeks ahead, if anything, or what kind of lame excuse that we're supposed to believe now. Once again, they never thought anybody would ever find out. They thought they could keep it contained into the White House. And that one guy on the hazmat team, who better be looking over his shoulder, who accidentally did not use an encrypted secure channel to report that, yeah, it's cocaine, (laughs) and it got out, and they had to answer. Now, I want to share something, and this is one of these stories that I know I get myself in trouble with some of my audience. Not all of it, not all of you, but some of you. So many of you, and, and, I'm, and I mean it in a very kind way, have been led to believe because of Fox News, even Newsmax, you think they're reliable sources. They're not always as reliable as you may want to believe. There's enough rhino influence, enough of the deep state and enough of the military industrial complex, you know, given the hoorah for our hooray for our side kind of thing. Ukraine is still a sticking point for me. And there was a guy that was on a podcast last week and I had a chance to hear a good chunk of it. And I want to just play a, a short bit of it for you. This is retired U.S. Army Colonel Douglas McGregor, and he was on a podcast, you know, called the um, 
PDB or the Pat Bet David podcast. And in this podcast, this guy, now remember that this retired colonel thought that when the Ukraine war started last year, it would be over in just hours, days, whatever. And now as he's analyzed it for the first time realistically, he has a very different opinion and and a very different view. By the way, the Russians went into Ukraine. Uh, their their initial operation was very different from what anybody anticipated. And I think President Putin went in with the following objectives. Remember, he's been talking for at least 15 years about his opposition to the movement of NATO to his borders. He's made it very clear that he regarded it as a threat One of the reasons he moved into Crimea was that he saw that becoming a NATO naval base, principally for the U.S. Navy, obviously in the Black Sea. So he moved on that first and then said, look, it's got to stop. Well, what happened, of course, as you know, is we had the coup in Kiev, or now the Ukrainians call it Kiev. And as a result, we installed a a government that was prepared to do essentially whatever we wanted them to do. And uh, we poured billions of dollars in very early to build up an enormous Ukrainian military force whose sole objective was to attack Russia. And it wasn't very long before Putin concluded that if I don't act soon, I'll have missiles sitting on my border that will be able to reach my uh, nuclear deterrent in no time and rob Russia of any sort of security at all. So he decides to go in, but I think he thought at the beginning, and this was a false assumption, that he would have someone to negotiate with. So he said, I'm going to go in really initially with only about 90,000 troops organized into small contingents. He gave strict orders that they were to avoid collateral damage at all costs, didn't want to kill anybody. He knew he was moving into an area which was largely Russian anyway. But he also didn't want to kill Ukrainian forces at that point. He said, I want to demilitarize the place, but he said, I don't want unnecessary casualties on the Ukrainian side. And remember, from his vantage point, these were also Slavic cousins, brothers, whatever you want to call them. And the Russians felt that way, I think, initially. So he moves in with this very small force. He encounters a lot of resistance. I think the resistance is exaggerated in the sense that the Russians have never taken heavy casualties. But nevertheless, he encountered a great deal of resistance. But most important, when he met with people for negotiations, he discovered there, there's no willingness to reach an agreement because Washington principally is in charge. Washington doesn't want an agreement. I mean, he can read the tea leaves and the tea leaves are very clear. This is Washington's opportunity to, quote unquote, bleed Russia. Uh, in addition to bleeding Russia, once we bled it, we're going to see Putin and his regime removed. And ultimately, then we'll think about what we want to do with Russia to include stripping it of resources, breaking it up into smaller parts, whatever. This, of course, was a horror story that he had not really believed in. And he found out, gee, I I was wrong. And so by the summer, he has a meeting with all the senior officers and they say, look, we, we wanted to go in hard. You told us to go in soft. We wanted more troops. You said no. Now we're in the middle of something. We're not going to end this conclusively unless we build a larger and more decisive force with the right capabilities. And so you have this change in strategy. It says we will consolidate control over what we've got, which is about 20 to 22 percent of the territory where most of the Russians, but not all of them, lived, where most of the resources are, too, by the way. And uh, we will run essentially an economy of force mission. Our strategy is to build an impregnable fort 
and then let the Ukrainians expend themselves against it. And then when we're ready, uh, we'll take the offensive. And that's effectively what's happened. And the Ukrainians have expended themselves. They are now at a point where I would say there's practically nothing left. Anybody who is really trained to do much is dead or wounded. It depends on which source you want to trust, but it runs from 250,000 dead up to 300,000 dead to 350,000 dead on the Ukrainian side. And that's military force, not... Yeah, that's just that's just soldiers. They say the first casualty of any war is the truth. The truth becomes more difficult to find. It becomes part of a psychop. It becomes part of a propaganda campaign. It becomes part of rallying the people behind your cause. I don't know why it's so hard to get to the truth in what is happening in that part of Europe. I don't know why so many people are so enamored by Ukraine and they have this narrow-minded view, Zelensky good, Putin bad. I'm not saying Putin's good, I'm, but I'm not saying, I will tell you, Zelensky's nowhere near good. There's been too much corruption in that nation for far too many years, decades, centuries. It has only been a sovereign nation since 1992 with newly created borders after the fall of the Soviet Union. Why are there so many money laundering deals that have occurred in that nation over the years? Why did the son of the president get paid $60,000 a month not to show up to be a member of the, of the Burisma board? Why did we get involved in 2014 during the Obama years to cause a coup in that country and throw out a democratically elected president? And why is NATO trying to create this war? You heard what Colonel Douglas McGregor had to say, and, I, and it makes you think. We're not being told the entire truth. And there lies the biggest problem we have. Listen, right now, I think that 2024, I would not be surprised if there's a strategy to have Gavin Newsom replace Biden on the ticket. Number one, he's loyal. And that's why you have Newsom attacking DeSantis because the Dems, the Democrats are convinced that they'll use the power of prosecutors to get rid of Trump. And that's why the mainstream media is beginning to slowly attack Biden to get you kind of ready. Make him a modern-day FDR whose health is just too bad. Defend the legacy. Do whatever it does to get rid of him. And bring Newsom in. Our nation is, is in a world of hurt. If we get someone like a Gavin Newsom in our nation, it is going to be time for God's judgment. And that's why... I want you to pray along with me that we can restore our nation. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Something is wrong with America. She once held the Bible as her conscience and guide. But we've allowed those who hold nothing to be sacred like Sodom of old to push morals aside 
Where are the men who once stood for right And the women who championed their cause We must return to the values we left Before this country we love is totally Scripture says, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. And America has forgotten the godly foundation upon which she was built. Something is wrong. Our children are asked to attend public schools that in many cases resemble war zones without even the most basic right of any soldier, the right to pray to the God of heaven. Many times the wild-eyed, drug-addicted, gun-carrying teenager is allowed to stay in school while our Supreme Court decided to expel God from the classroom over 30 years ago. Something is wrong. Television daily bombards the senses of our nation with the idea that wrong is right, that the abnormal is normal, that the abhorrent is acceptable, and that what God calls an abomination is nothing more than an alternate lifestyle. And it's had an effect. 30 years ago, the number one television program in America was the Andy Griffith Show. Look what we have today. Something is wrong. When our government can pass out contraceptives to children in school without parental consent, and yet the Gideons can no longer pass out the Bible on campus, something is wrong. When our leaders can say to your children and mine that premarital sex is all right as long as it's safe, yes, something is wrong, and I for one am ready for a change. I will say to my government, I'm not raising dogs at my house. I'm raising children created in the image and the likeness of Almighty God, and I'm going to teach them the Bible. If the Bible says it's right, it's right. And if the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong. The only hope that America has is that godly men and women of character will stand together as one mighty army and declare to the immoral, the impure, the obscene, and the foul, your days of unlimited access to the minds of America are over. The army of God that has been silent too long is taking America back.
like a runaway train. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. When you think of all we have been through in recent years here in the United States, the pandemic, the loss of our freedoms, the out-and-out lies from government agencies over and over again, them using their power to get into private companies to deplatform and silence anybody that challenged their narrative even though the narrative was often a lie. Yeah, it, it, it is a very perilous time. And the United States, let me tell you something. We stand at a very huge crossroad. I really believe it's make it or break it time. Now tomorrow, I'm going to talk a little bit about Bible prophecy. So I got to get away from the news sometimes. And tomorrow's going to be that day. And I've got some things that I really want to share that I believe you'll find encouraging and also should open your eyes to really understand all of the misinformation, all of the propaganda, all of the activities that have been swimming around us now for ages, not just in the last year, two years, 10 years, 25 All of these things have been bubbling and coming together for literally, literally a hundred years. And we have come to a crossroad. Now, if you believe in the mission and the ministry of this radio program, staying on shortwave is getting not easy to do. I know of a couple of stations that used to be that are no more. Others that have had to cut back. But I still believe it's a viable medium. And in order to be on shortwave, to be on these additional frequencies and and stations, it it does take your financial support. Would you consider helping us? You can do it from our website, truth2ponder.com. Once again, you can support us from the website or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510. Chilhowee, Virginia, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. That's Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.